Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. Do you believe that we serve the God of miracles? Do you believe that we serve the God of miracles? Online, you got to be clapping better than that. I know you believe online that we serve a God of miracles. Is there anything too hard for God? No. I don't care what your heart is. Let me say it like this. I don't care what your hardest thing is. It's not too hard for God. Man, last week, how many enjoyed last week's sermon? Did you get something from it? I believe we've been getting testimonies. Um, somebody, I can't remember verbatim, and I meant to take a screenshot. This young lady, she, 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 it was, I believe it was on Facebook, and her daughter needed some medical, um, some, some medical procedures done. And um, she was just believing. She was, you know, once you, if you had anything to do with medical or surgery or you didn't have enough money, you know those things could be taxing. And uh, she went out to eat with a friend and they were just talking and the friend sold a massive amount of money into her life unknowingly to help her with the medical expenses. Isn't he the God of miracles? Listen, if he could do it for one person, he can definitely do it for you. Man, I'm just really excited to be here online. Thank you for joining us. Uh, man, I am really excited about what God is doing here in this house. You guys look amazing. But I want you to look around. I want you to look to the seat next to you, left of you, the right of you, behind you. And I want you to take ownership of that empty seat. Amen. I want you to take ownership of that empty seat. And I want you to ask yourself a question. Am I a bringer to the house of God? How many times have you come alone? How many times have you told somebody and you just didn't follow up? God is looking for people who will not just be people about Jesus, but I'm going to pick you up too. I'm going to feed you, whatever. If you got to promise them a car, come on somebody. We just believe that the Lord will supply all those needs <laughs> according to your riches and glory. But I believe that there's such a word here today and I believe that all month that God is really pushing us toward us knowing who he is again. You know, last week we talked about, is, is he just Jesus? We don't want to become familiar with him. We don't want to be common with him, but we want to stand in awe of who he is, what he does, how he does what he does. Has anybody ever here had a situation that was so hard and so dark and you just never thought you were going to get out, but some happened at 1159, God stepped into your trouble. He stepped into your dark place and all of a sudden he turned it around for your good. Does that happen to anybody in here? That's the kind of God that we serve. You know, before we get on, I want to uh, make an announcement. Uh, something happened to me yesterday. Again, I'm going to tell you a story. This will happen. This good old boy. Yep. God performed a miracle. I, uh, <laughs> I did a thing yesterday online. I like to take you on a journey. I like to be honest with my journey. And um, I met this young lady on the side of the road and I proposed to her. <laughs> Yo, I proposed to um, Kelly yesterday, and guess what? She said, yes. Where are you? Are you you're here? Stand up so they can see you. That's, she said yes yesterday. 
and I have to have been the happiest person in the world. Mark and his wife just happened to be at the same place. And they were like, what's all this commotion going on over here? And we were like, Mark, oh my God. She said, it was just a whole thing and it was just great, man. I, you know, that was definitely a miracle. Um, I put on a retainer just to keep her with me and uh, <laughs> it works. So, you know, God is definitely doing something. But I want to I wanna get into the sermon. I don't want to hold you just for two or three hours and we'll get out of here. So, this sermon, I was challenged with two thoughts. I preached a sermon in the student ministry and it was called Secret Sauce. How many of you ever been to Chick-fil-A? Raise your hand. Come on, let's say a prayer. God, we thank you right now for Chick-fil-A. Thank you for that being your timeshare on the earth. We rejoice right now. Chick-fil-A. And you know, Chick-fil-A is just not known for its chick, right? Or it's filet, but it is the sauce. Now you have two kind of people. You have Chick-fil-A sauce people, and you have Polynesian people. I don't know where these Polynesian people came from. I, I don't subscribe to the Polynesian um, false doctrine. It is Chick-fil-A sauce para mi. Okay, in Spanish, I'm being bilingual today for me. Chick-fil-A sauce. It is a secret sauce that makes them who they are. But I also was challenged with another concept or thought um, called a password. How many know that you say, what's the magic word before I give you this sandwich? What's the password before you can get into this? And there's always something that you have to do to get access to what you want. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. And I pray that today you put your sauce on us. You give us the code to unlock the miraculous in our lives, the special things, the hidden things that you would awaken our hearts um, in such a way that we will never, ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, we pray that everyone say, amen. amen. Now, David said that it was in your presence, you know, that we, there's a fullness to joy, Psalm 16. And later, and it was a deep repentance that he, he pled to God, don't cast me away from your presence, O Lord, since Psalms 51. Now, how important is it to you, here's the question, to be in God's presence? How important, how vital is it for you to be in his presence? To enjoy right relationship and abiding fellowship in him. Is once a week good enough for you? Is, is a couple of times a day good enough for you? If just once every couple of weeks good enough for you? It's my theory that if we are not practicing the presence of God during the week, then we will not fully be sensitive to him when Sunday morning comes. Amen. If you're not practicing the presence of God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hearing the voice of God, stepping out on faith, doing what he tells you to do, being sensitive to the voice and finding out how he speaks to you. And when the wind is blowing, how do you get into the vein of God? If you are not practicing that on Sunday morning, you will be stoic people who are taking up a seat. And you will not be contributors into the environment. You will be taking away from the atmosphere. Amen. This is what our intimacy with God looks like that every day we are practicing his presence. What are you telling me to do today? How am I give today? Should I speak to about you today? Who needs a word of knowledge? This is practicing his presence. Maybe we get it wrong, maybe we'll get it right. But guess what? When enough of us begin to practice his presence during the week, our Sunday morning gatherings, we will be none like we could imagine in our day. 
That you have a group of people, 200 or so people, gathering in a game, and there's a combustion that will take place in the room. He is drawn to people who practice following him. I heard a saying that may the dust from the rabbi's feet cover you wherever you go. That insinuates that you're so close to him that you're covered with the dust from him. You're practicing Monday through Sunday. But our Sunday morning gatherings, we just be so much more powerful. God's glory should not be a hobby for us. But a lifelong passion and pursuit that every morning you wake up, you just walk right into his presence. I don't, I don't answer a text message. I don't look at my Insta story. I don't refresh anything. I don't tap into that email from work. I don't call, I give that last call person back. It's Lord, what do you want to say to me this morning? Yeah. What, what do you have for me this morning? What do you want to talk to me about this morning? Who do you want to show me? What picture, what face do you want to reveal to me that I'm going to bump into a stranger with a word of knowledge? What would you have for me today? You want to talk about miracles, waking up, getting into the presence of God. That's a cesspool for miracles. That is a constant, perpetual space of miracles. And if we better understand what happens in his presence, we would do whatever it takes to get close to him. David said, Lord, whatever you do, please don't cast me out of your presence. How vital was that? How much of a space was David in that no matter what was going on in his life, he was like, you can take everything away, but just keep me. Keep me in your presence. You know, the role of the enemy is to get you to come out of the presence of God. His, his role is to get you to worry. His role is to get you to be concerned. His role is to get you to be filled with anxiety. Because if he gets drawn away, then he knows that that presence will be of no avail in your life. Don't fall for the okie doke. Psalms 100. We're reading in Psalms 100. We read out of the Passion Translation. Now, in this text, I need you to do what the text tells you to do. This is a great way to play, not Simon says, but God, what is God telling you to do? Right? I want you to obey everything that this thing tells you to do. Is that okay? Amen. Now, Psalms chapter 100 verse 1. We're going to read the whole thing. Lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. <laughs> Let me try that again. Lift up a great shout of joy unto the Lord! Exclamation point. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Lift up a great shout of joy, not if you feel like it, not if life is going good, not if everything is going on the right track, not if you want to, but lift up. That was a command saying, sacrifice this praise to me, everybody, everywhere, everybody. As you serve him, watch this, be glad and worship him. Sing your way, watch this, into his presence with joy. I don't even care if you can't sing. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. Watch this. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. For he is our creator and we belong to who? Him. 
Watch this. We are his people of his pleasure. We were created in his image and his likeness. Here it is. Watch this. This is where it gets really good. You can pass through his open gates. <laughs> Watch this. You can pass through his open gates. And he's telling you the password here. This is the only way. You can pass through his open gates with the password of what? And I need to ask you, if you have not used this password, that is why you are where you are. And that is why things have not moved the way you wanted them to move. Because you want him to hold his end of the bargain. But you don't want to do exactly what he's telling you to do. He said, with this password of praise right here, come right into his presence. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him. Look at that. And affectionately bless his beautiful name. Let's keep going. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you Ooh. he is so loving and it, that it will amaze you so kind that it will astound you now let's go back let's go back to this password okay we want to talk about this thing called the password because we understand that that is an entryway to get you to a space you need to be in while there were no formulas or rituals for conjuring up the presence of God, as if we could do that, the Lord does give us one important key to accessing him. That's Psalms 100, chapter 4, verse 5. We read out the passing translation. We read, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his course with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. Why? Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. That's King James. Thanksgiving, listen to this. I need you to write this down if you're taking notes. Thanksgiving is the entry point into God's presence. You want to figure out how to get to him? Tell him thank you. If you want to know how to get to his heart, tell him thank you. If you want to know how to get from his heart to his hand, <laughs> tell him thank you. Have you ever just been to a museum? Anybody been to a museum? Raise your hand if you've been to a museum of any kind. And not only in the museum you see artifacts or you see things that made it from its time period. Can I, can, I, can I talk to you for a second? I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to do this and tell you this. That he wants you to walk down the museum of your life. And he wants you to go from time period to time period. And he wants you to look at all the things that survived that you thought that wouldn't. And he wants you to start walking down the hallways of your life and start looking at all those things that made it that you thought were going to die in the process, but still lived. Because when you walk down a museum and you begin to look at artifacts and things that you start to read about them and you start to be educated. And you're like, wow, I didn't realize I didn't remember that. I didn't, I didn't know that. I remember when I had cancer, but I thought that was going to be the end. But the Lord healed me and I survived. Maybe I lost this, but I kept my life. Or maybe the divorce really hurt me and I lost a lot of property. I lost a lot of money, but I lived again and I, and I made it. And God did amazing things after that. You need to go down the corridors of your life to believe that God is still a miracle working God. Thanksgiving is the point of entry to God's presence. This is the key that opens up the gates. 
You can have every gift, you can have every talent, you can have every resource. You can have every good work, but without a grateful heart, you simply will get nothing. That's why a lot of times we're here worshiping and nothing moves and we're here and we're praying sometimes and nothing happens because you're ungrateful. We, let me say we. I don't want you to just think I'm talking about you. Maybe it has nothing to do with anybody in this church. But we become ungrateful and we think that he is supposed to do what he does. When apart from him, we deserve nothing but death. You forget that had he not died on the cross, it should have been, it should have been me, it should have been you online, it should have been everybody in this room, but because of the mercies of God, we were not consumed. Every miracle is already performed. He just, he's, he's longing to get his full reward in your body. All you have to do is access it and be thankful and grateful to Jesus. He is easy for me to try to preach these sermons to give you more topical or self-help sermons or people want me to pursue some more exotic passages of scripture and deeper theological truths. But in the meantime, they may be arrogant and ungrateful and will still receive nothing from the Lord. You know what I say is this, if you don't deal with the Thanksgiving issue, everything else is a mood point. If you don't deal with the, just the fact to say, thank you. Even in your daily lives, people do things for you. You don't say thank you. I remember one day, it was about a couple weeks ago, I was at a gas station, I was holding the door, saw somebody was coming in. They didn't say thank you. And I said, my flesh. I don't know if you're the only one, maybe I'm the only one that got flesh. But my flesh started to say, I'm going to close this door. And I felt an impression. He said, how do you think I feel? How do you think I feel when I do things day after day, time after time, 11.59, midnight wonder-working miracles, and I only get a thank you in the moment. And sometimes I don't even get a thank you. About time. That's why they have to make, make up songs. He may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. You ever had that? Somebody's supposed to pick you up and you just wait and wait. About time you came. You don't have a car. You don't have no gas money. You don't have nothing. It's about thankfulness. <laughs> the concept of thanks comes up 102 times in the Old Testament. 100. And two times in the New Testament is 71 times that this thing comes up and it's trying to let you know that this is the heartbeat of God. You want your child to come home to the Lord? You want your child to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit? Begin to be thankful for your child already be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. See, the problem with this world, the problem with our, our, our church, the, uh, we want to thank God after it's done. And the whole time before, before it manifests, we're murmuring and complaining. When? Hurry up. I can't believe this. I shouldn't have to suffer. Why do I have to go through this? It's not fair. They're getting blessed. They're getting miracles. Online, I'm talking to you. You're getting blessed. They're getting miracles. She got a new car. They got a new car. Look at their kid working on cameras. My kid is off in a crack house. This is happening. This is going on. This is going on. You are getting what you're saying. 
long will you continue to say that your child is addicted to heroin? How long will you say that your husband is this? Or how long will you say your spouse is this? Or how long will you say this job ain't nothing? This job don't pay nothing. These people here ain't nothing. That's why you keep getting nothing. You're getting everything that you say. And if you don't like what you've been saying, or if you don't like what you've been seeing, you need to change what you've been saying. You have everything around you that you've ever said. Look at it. It's like, oh, I lack faith in this area. I lack faith in this area. No, 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 you don't lack faith. You just lack the language. It's misguided language. You believe in everything the devil tells you. You're not going to be nothing. You're going to be just like your father. You're going to be just like your mother. You're never going to see a miracle in your body. You're never going to see a miracle. You're right. I'm never going to see anything. I'm going to be just like my mom. I'm going to be just like my dad. I don't like to be this way. I'm, you're never going to get a new car. You're never going to see the goodness of God in the land of living. You're right. I deserve to be here. This is all I'll ever be. This is all my life is going to be. I'm not this and I'm not that. The devil no longer has to mess with you because you have the language all already he can just leave you and you're going to talk yourself out of whatever God is trying to talk you into sometimes I just believe it's just better for Christians to just shut up because sometimes you don't even know what to say you can be this close to a miracle and you can just open your mouth and there goes the miracle the psalmist David repeatedly calls to give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. Maybe you're in a bad time, but that doesn't mean he's not good. Maybe you're on your last leg. Maybe you've gotten the worst verdict of your life, but he is still good. Maybe you don't have money to pay your rent. Maybe you don't have money to pay for your car. No, that does not mean that God is good. And as believers, we have to stop predicating our situations in life based on saying he's not good. Just because you're hungry, that don't mean he's not good. That could just mean that you managed your money wrong. Oh, it's quiet in church online. I know you're talking better at home than you're talking to me. A lot of times we need miracles. We think we need miracles, but we just need management. It's no different from you going through in your own life and you're calling Pastor Steve. Pastor Steve, I need you to pray for me. I don't know why I keep choosing the wrong person. I know... I know you said that it, in the word of God that he that findeth the wife, but I keep trying to go find him. But I need you to pray and fast for me. I need you to believe for me. Can you, Miss Yvonne, pray for me? I don't want the new guy to do it. I don't really know him that well, but I want <laughs> for me can you give this to me this is a generation and I can say this um, because I, I can't say I was a part but I've seen different generations this is probably one of the most laziest generations of Christians I've ever put my eyes on because we want the man and the woman of God to do everything for us I'll wait till they call a fast I'll wait why you can't fast on your own? Come on. You want a miracle? 
This isn't a thing of blind faith. You don't serve God because Pastor Steve serves God. This is not the father of Abraham and Isaac. The father of Pastor Dow. This is, he's your father. Amen. You have the same access he has. Yeah. You, have the, you have the same access I have. You have the same ability to say thank you. You have the same ability to have a grateful heart. Just because you have to ask yourself, how is this person seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living? And I'm not. What do you see them doing? Lifting up their eyes to the hills which come of their help. They're entering into this gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. And every Sunday you come in, dragging on. Come on. Here we go again. I wish it rained so we can all stay home. Because you know around here in Tallahassee, when it rains, we stay home. Oh, it's drizzling. Is church canceled? But only those who are coming, listen to me, watch what I'm, I'm going, I'm getting ready to make a real, I'm going to make a, I'm going to draw a line, a real definitive line. Those, the same 15 people that come on Monday nights, don't get mad when God starts to move mountains. Don't get mad when they start to heal their bodies. You ain't got to clap me down. Don't get mad when God starts to perform miracles. Why? Because they're doing what nobody else is doing to get something nobody else has. Don't get mad at the person that's going beyond to get more. Yeah. Oh, I feel it. You're mad now. I'm at work. I'm tired. I might as well keep pressing now. I might as well keep hitting that button. You're already feeling away. I'm tired. I've been at work all day. What if he would have hung on the cross and said, you know what? I'm tired. I'm getting ready to come down off this thing. You wouldn't even have a job to go to. Here's another question. Who is sitting on the throne of your heart? Because you will get the miracle that your God is going to give to you, whoever that God is. Whoever that God is, that is what you're going to get. Because there is getting ready to come in a season, and you hear when I say, you hear me good, that God is getting ready to bless his people. And those who, he's going to be very, you're going to be, he's, you're going to be marked by what God is getting ready to do in your life. You're going to be able to look and say, okay, okay, I know they must be, they got to be doing something. What are they doing? It's like, you know how it is. It's so easy for us to get married. You say, I need to find a miracle. I need to ask questions. What is the secret? How do you keep it going all these years? Or if you're going into business, you'd be an entrepreneur. What do you do? You find other entrepreneurs. How do you do it? How do you stay? What is the secret to staying faithful to the business? If you're going into a haircut, whatever it is you do, you find a person in that profession to get the wisdom so they have for their sustainability. And guess what you do? You're writing notes. You're taking, you're taking all their advice. But why is it that when we get into the house of God and they say, you know what? In order to tap into the miracles of God, you got to be thankful even if you don't feel like it. Amen. Eh, I'll pass. It's easier for me to just complain than it is to change my habits. Ooh, I'm talking good. It's easy for you to just stay the same. Listen, you can either suffer a pain of change or suffer the pain of staying the same. That's right. That's it. Because if you start suffering the pain of change, that change will only last for a while. The Bible talks, these light afflictions will only last momentarily. But if you are refusing to do and be all that God has called you to be, you will forever be in the space that you're in. That's right. Hmm. You want miracles? You got to do something. 
you got to do. Do you think the wall of Jericho came just because they just stood there? They were obedient. They were obedient to the word of God. And when that wall became flat, what? This is because they were being thankful and honoring God in the moment. And that wall began to come down. And those things began to come down. Can I tell you, you're one Thanksgiving away. But it's easy to come in on a day as cloudy, as weary, as dreary. And you're like, well, I think I'm going to go to a. Where are we going to watch those fireworks? Where are we going to eat? Throw some steak on the grill. <laughs> You're not even here. You're at Target. You're taking many vacations in your mind. You know, we've all done it. I've done it before. I've been sitting in here, worship or any other church in America, and you said you drift for a minute. Anybody ever drift before you down, you walking down the aisle of a store? You're not going to tell me the truth, huh? Yeah? You're aware of something, you, but then you come back. But I believe that what if we walked in every Sunday morning and everybody, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful to be here. God, thank you for bringing me into the house of worship. Thank you for opening up these doors so I can enter into your gates with thanksgiving and I can give thanks unto you and bless your name. Why? For you are good. Before Pastor Tom start playing those keys, you're already standing up on your feet. When that countdown gets to one, you're already roaring on your feet. Why? Because you have an expectation. Why? Because you've been thankful all week. You've been practicing his presence and now you put a demand on a move of the spirit you put a demand on it but it's very crazy you know have you ever been to the bank and tried to take money out that wasn't in there yeah I'm, I'm, it's like, yeah I'm gonna go get about 200 yep oh, no problem I got an overdraft fee anyway Deny. But it says I got 50. How much is my overdraft fee? Okay. You can't get out of, you can't take anything out that you don't have in. That's it. Come on. You, you, you can't access something that you don't have in. Sometimes I forget the password to my computer and guess who can't get into their computer? Even though this computer belongs to me, I still can't access it. You hear that word? The miracles of God are yours. The blessings of God belong to you. But you won't even take the time to access the right password. You want a miracle? Say thank you. You want to be in him? Be in his presence. Abide in him as his words abide in you. Watch this. You can ask what you will. There's a remedy. There's a password. There's a thing that you have to do to get him to move his hand and turn his face toward you. And it's not a get rich quick. It's not a genie in a bottle, baby. Come, come, come and let me out. It's not. Is that Britney Spears? I don't know. I'm one of the two, three people. But Aguilera, thank you. Somebody say, <laughs> yeah. You have to understand that God is after intimacy with his people. And he's handing out gifts to those who take the time to be with him. How much time do you spend with him? Not asking him for anything, but saying, thank you, Lord. When I start my prayers, thank you, Lord. Thank you for life, health, and strength. 
Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for standing in my place. You're so good, Lord. There's no way I can live without you. You said, God, that if I walk upright, you'll give me the desires of my heart. But God, help me to seek intimacy with you. Help me to abide in you as you are with one in your Father in heaven. That's your desire for him. He desires intimacy with you. He's jealous for you. But unfortunately, he's jealous for us, but we're jealous of other people. Right. Come on. <laughs> don't worry about that person that's prospering in their way. Don't worry about what they have. Don't, don't worry about what they're doing. Don't worry about what their life looks like. Don't le- worry about what their social media feed looks like. Don't worry about what their new car looks like. Don't worry about what their new house looks like. You just need to worry about how your intimacy and your relationship is with God. How do you pursue God? Don't worry about what they're doing because you don't know what they're doing to get what they got. You don't know if they're just faking. You don't know how what they sold to get that. But God wants to bless his people with no strings attached. The blessings of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. It is in my intimacy with God that he's going to move me further, faster. You want your body to be healed on your sick bed, tell him how much you love him. You want intimacy? When you're at the bank and they're denying you to refinance and you're about to get out of your house as you're driving home, driving home with tears in your eyes, find a way to say, God, I lift my eyes up to the hills for which cometh my help and my help cometh from you. I love you so much, the creator of heaven and earth. You are good. I'm entering to your gates with thanksgiving. I'm entering to you. I'm suffering. I'm at the hardest place in my life. I don't know if I'm ever going to make it. I don't know if this thing, tur- I don't know if this thing is going to turn around. I don't know if I'm going to get kicked out of my house. I don't know if they're going to come repo my car. I don't know if my marriage is going to fail. I don't know if this loan is going to go through. I don't know if my entrepreneur endeavor is going to fall through. I don't know if my body will ever get healed. I don't know if my son will ever come to you. I don't know if my daughter will ever be coming back home. I don't know if these things will turn around. I don't know if this midnight or this dark cloud over my head will ever go away. I don't know if this time will ever pass, but I know one thing. You will never leave me, nor will you forsake me, and I will see the goodness of God. I am thankful. I know your promise. If I make my bed in hell, you'll be there. Yea, do I walk through the Valley of shadow or death. I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff will comfort me. God, you promise when everything else leaves. When everybody else fades, when all others fade away, like the song, when all the other things fade away, you will remain the same. You're right here with me. You're next to me. I don't care who's not next to me, but you are next. Now you are acknowledging his promises to you. What does that do for him? Oh, wait a minute. You're honoring me when nobody else is honoring me? You're saying thank you to me in the worst times of your life? You're giving me all the glory even when there's no glory to be given to nobody? You're giving me everything that's due to me with tears in your eyes and no money in your pocket where you can't afford anything? Guess what I'm about to do? I'm about to step into your situation. I'm about to turn some things around. I'm about to move some things on your behalf. I'm getting ready to get rid of that boss that keep messing with you and I'm getting ready to promote you. Somebody ought to give praise to God on that. God is getting ready to do something that you didn't have the credit for so he can get the credit for. You don't have the credit to get that house. Well, sometimes you don't have to have the credit because he just wants the credit. I believe this is a season 
where we're going to start believing and seeing little miracles happen everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, little, it's a song. They got it. Little miracles. Miracle after miracle. One, two, three, four. There goes another miracle. Just all kind of miracles. And when you start to count the miracles in your life, and when you start to look at, start looking around your life right now. Stop going, go start going through the hallways of your heart right now and look at all the miracles that he's already done. Just in the last week. Come on, in the last week. What has he made? How has he made a way? What ways has he made? What doors has he opened? Watch this. What miracle and what doors has he closed? Come on, somebody. We need to start giving God thanks for the doors he did not allow to be open. Let's not even talk about the last week. What has he done in the last month? What has he, he you, you have to stand back and you'd be like, oh God, I can't. If you didn't do that, we're talking about a miracle. We're talking about our pastor being here. We talk about that. That bike could have been him. Anything could have happened to him. But listen, listen, we're talking about Gary and his wife. And just because pastor was there, what if pastor wasn't there? I'm trying to figure out and rationalize this thing in my mind that maybe pastor was a miracle for them. I'm just wrestling with that in my head. That that could be potentially, potentially why he even went on the bike ride. Everybody else was in front. You know when pastor was talking about hey, he was praying for a miracle. He was praying God, I need your help. And he started to say how this six five, six seven, and he starts to pronounce his name, Atlas. I was like, oh, he's talking about me. <laughs> and then he said, Atlas. I was like, oh, man, that's not me. But you know, in the Bible, I believe it's in Hebrews that we talk, we, we're supposed to love everybody, and because you never know, you will be entertaining angels right. unaware. Unaware. In this environment, if you're watching online, those that were watching on a replay, I want you to understand something. What's happening in these sermons, what's happening in these conversations is God is trying to make his way back to the throne of your heart. He's trying to get us to look at him in a way of fear, not of I'm scared of you, but the fear of the Lord is the yeah. beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Have you noticed when he prayed for, you know, many people pray for a lot of things, but it's something about praying for the wisdom of God. God, I want you to sit back on the throne of my heart. Because I got to tell you something, miracles, they don't start at a level of faith. I need you to write this down. Miracles don't start at a level of faith. It starts at the point of faith. Yes. Listen. Miracles don't start at a level of faith. It starts at a point of faith. How do we know? Now, faith. Now. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian or how long you've been believing. Because you know how it is when you first become a Christian, you feel like you get everything you ask for. I mean, the first time I became a Christian, if I prayed for cheese fries on the side of the bed, miraculously, my God. But you know, after about a month, you're like, wait, where's the cheese fry? It seems like it's taking longer. But I'm telling you, though that thing, Terry, it's getting ready to come. Suddenly, Pastor Tom, can you come up? And I want you in this moment to begin to bring your private fellowship with God into this public room. Because I believe that those things are all the ingredients 
to see a move of the Spirit. Listen, can I tell you, I'm not satisfied, and I'm never satisfied with one move of the Spirit. I'm never. I'm never. It's great. I love it, but I know that there is more. And whenever we get more, there's always more than that. Because he is enough. He is the beginning. He's the end. He's in the middle. And in these rooms, I believe that we will see the blind see. The lame walk. We're going to see it. But before we see that, his charge is that we need to see him. Because if we become a people that go after the miracle, we will forget all about the miracle worker. And he's not interested in just doing things and we forget about him. He wants to be the main idea in the room. Jesus is God's only sermon in the earth. He wants to be the moment we walk in here. I want to meet him today. I don't care if they sing my favorite song. I don't care if my favorite singer is up there. I don't, I just want to meet Jesus today. Can you imagine if we walked to, into this space and if we walked into these gates and all we wanted to meet was him? Can you imagine that? That if all of us in this room, on the drive in the church, oh, I can't wait to see Jesus today. Oh, I can't wait to fellowship and worship with my brother today and my sister today. I can't wait to see what Jesus is going to do in our service today. I can't wait to see who he's going to heal in our meeting today. I can't wait to see what kind of breakthrough is going to happen in this room today. What if our language started to change? What if our vernacular started to change? And it was no longer, oh, this is a long drive. This was all the weather. I hope we get out on time. I hope it doesn't last. I hope they sing this song because if they sing this song, this is going to be my point where I'm going to take off and I'm going to run around the church. But what if that song is never sung? But what if you're still supposed to run around the church? What if you're still supposed to take off around this church? But your song is never played. Jesus is after our affection. And he's after our intimacy. And he wants us to abide. And he wants us to stay. And he wants us to say thank you. Because when we begin to say thank you, he is drawn to that thanksgiving. And it begins to open up the way. And it begins to open up his heart. And that begins to pull on his heart strings. And as we say thank you, the password, here it is, it unlocks everything that he has for us. Every healing, every reward is in that password. How many people will have some say, will say, I have some things up before the Lord right now, raise your hand. Whether it be sickness, family, friends, you want to go, whatever it is. And I really want to ask you, have you been thankful and already declaring thanksgiving over the situation? Because there has to be a point that we stop praying for it and giving him thanks for it.
Because when I continue to pray for this thing, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with prayer. But when I continue to pray, that would suggest that Mark is wrong, that if we believe, we receive when we pray. But at some point, it's, God, I thank you for it already being done. I thank you for answering my prayer. I thank you for allowing me to come boldly before the throne of grace. You sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding for me. I'm giving you glory because that thing I've been praying for, I've already begun to see it. You got to see it before you see it. So this is what I want to do. I want us to stand. If you're online at home, you can enter into this moment. And online, we miss you. We need you here. You add to this corporate gathering. You bring that private relationship with God into this space and anything can happen. And as they sing this song, I want you to begin to have thanksgiving in your heart. I believe that you're the wonder-working God. That you're the wonder-working God. All the miracles, watch this, that I've seen. And I want you, as, we, as you begin to sing that, I've seen part, you're just going down the wall hallway of your life. <laughs> and as you begin to sing, something thanksgiving should well up on the inside of you. It should bubble up on the inside of you so that you're starting to go home when you get in your car. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 100, when you wake up in the morning, that should be your scripture. Oh, you need a reminder that he is good. If you need a reminder that he is good, that is what you need to read. Until it becomes a part of your life to say, God, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Pastor Tom, let's sing that song. With all hands lifted in this space, right before you sing, I want to do this. Maybe you're in this room. Keep your hands lifted. And you've been through a season of just challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge. And you haven't been seeing miracles because you've been disappointed. Maybe you and God have a beef. Maybe you've blamed God for some things in your life and you've walked away from God or you have challenges and you, again, you blame God and you're not in relationship with God. And you need a lot of miracles, but you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's my plea to you. Give your life to Jesus today. If you're online, give your life to Jesus today. Give your life to Jesus in this room. And if you don't have a relationship with him, you say, you know what? I need to stop running. I need to stop going left because this sermon here, though this is the access that believers have. Even if you have the, pass, even if you have the password as an unbeliever, all the rights and privileges are not for you. That's it. Come on. But you want all your rights and privileges. And you want to know and you want to come to know this Jesus. Do me a favor. On the count of three, I just want you to wave your hand to me. If you're in this room, one, two, three, wave your hand and say, I want to come to Jesus. I want to come to Jesus. I see hands. I see hands. I see a hand. God bless you, buddy. I see. I see. I see those hands. I see. I see those hands. come back in a second. Pastor Chom, just begin to uh, maybe take us to I've seen cancer, all of that. Don't you tell me he's not good. Let's begin to worship in this moment and let's begin to bring a heart of thanksgiving through this and then we're going to call them up and pray and we're going to go home. Is that okay? You made it to the end of the message and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee. 
a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.